only yeah like toilet paper is our go-to i love getting my hair cut especially when there's a scalp massage involved but uh she would say your body is a temple and you need to take care of it we have a lot of a lot of flexibility yeah where he just ate garbage how long was that a year do this i can't do this without cassie and the kids enabling me to do this i find myself encouraging myself so i'm like no you can do this don't give up (laughs) we got lots to say (laughs) i love my husband so much and my son i had a baby her name is isla i want to see the baby (laughs) i've definitely had multiple drinks on multiple episodes loosen up it's a podcast we're here to have fun so enjoy yourself and we're back it is another episode of we made it hello all welcome 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 colin the fans have been Hounding demanding. us, yes, demanding more content, and it's good. To, it's, it's good to, that, that they're so comfortable, like saying truly vicious things to get us to record <laughs> again. My goodness, almost threatening. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah. Oh my, yeah, my. We yeah. love it. No, keep it coming, guys. We want. We love the support, obviously, and you love listening to us, which is fabulous. Uh, yeah, we love it. We love you all. We thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a thing that they're doing on YMH where they're uh, telling their listeners to go, when they go through drive through say, I love you at the end. <laughs> and it's, pro- oh it's my proven God. to be so funny because people are sending in clips and they're just like placing their order and then they're like, love you. <laughs> and you can tell the, the person listening is, is surprised, but... What are you going to say yeah, to the end exactly. of the transaction? Yeah, right? it, so. especially because you're just driving off. Like, yeah. What are you going to do about it, huh? Yeah. I'm just spreading love. It's not hurtful, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine someone would get offended about it, though. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Be like, I didn't consent to your love, so. My, uh, my audio is looking really spiky. Uh, I'm trying to figure it out, but. Yikes. I don't know how to. Anyway, we might have some some we might have some issues in post. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. It's it's important for our listeners to know that uh, you know this is a grassroots kind of a endeavor here, and we're struggling through these problems in real time. Uh, we uh, it's not we're we're still learning. Yeah, really. I know it, we're at the point now where it sounds like you know. We've rehearsed. We know we, oh no, I was going a different direction. But <laughs> oh, way to okay. ruin it. <laughs> Sorry, no. You know, I, I like your direction no, more. It's, it's funny. It's funny. We don't know better. No, we don't. Unfortunately, but we're learning. We're yeah. yeah. Some people study this for years in college or university classes. So we're kind of we're really winging it. Mm-hmm. And this is it. Yeah, we're big here. time. Uh, so, like, I was telling you just before we started recording, I, I have a pile of topics to cover, and I don't know if, I don't think we'll get through them all this week, but, um... I don't, I don't ever think it's something that we need to always get through anyway. Like, I, I like that we, yeah. you know, we get to them when we get to them and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, 
This will tie in nicely to our driving off after your drive through. Um, what's what's proto for stop signs at night? Do you stop for them? Actually, this is a good question. It's like that ethical dilemma. You know, if if yeah. no one's looking, did I do a bad thing? Um, yeah. I would. I I I don't think it matters. I think. Yeah. I think the point of and it's it's arguably safer. Uh, making the assumption that all of the vehicles that you'll encounter at that stop sign have functioning headlights. Right. But yeah. you'd see headlights coming. I think it's okay. Just it, you're trusted to drive on a road with a deadly weapon. Yeah. Then you can be trusted yeah. to assess the safety of crossing without stopping, like just slow, maybe, maybe slow roll it or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I do stop. Yeah. I just never really thought about it until right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that um, someone I know very well works late and comes <laughs> home late. <laughs> it's a friend of a friend of mine. You wouldn't know him. You go to a different school. Yeah, different school. And uh, yeah, I've been told many a times that uh, stop signs are optional after a certain hour. Optional. Uh, it made me laugh. Yeah, it made me laugh because. Uh, there was a time where uh, stop lights were optional as well. Yeah. Um, but living in a small town, apparently that's a thing. Because everything turns into a four-way stop at night. Oh, really? And if there's nobody, like in smaller towns, apparently this is a thing. Yeah. It, like the lights just flash four-way after a certain time or between certain times. And um, yeah, you treat it like a four-way or if you like honestly don't see anybody else around you kind of just like slow roll it yeah. and like go through the intersection which uh as somebody who learned to drive in a city i was like what are you doing <laughs> yeah, exactly that's so yeah. funny <laughs> you must stop for the red light are you insane there could be anybody coming at us You're like uh, any direction. you immediately hate that person mm-hmm yeah, and then so further to that question, do you stop for the stop sign if you're on a bicycle? Um, I would I would assume that the permissibility of one is the permissibility of all. What's what's one vehicle to another? If you're not gonna, if you're if you're going to do that in one mode of transportation, I mean, I guess the it applies to yeah all. the consequences. I guess are scalable up or down depending on what you're rolling in but right i think okay. what about you uh i think i just like i'm too much of a goody goody and i i ha i stop at the stop signs yeah oh our first our first our guest. first interruption that's fine buddy yeah you can do that how'd you, how'd you how'd they get wet did you spill some okay yeah you you uh you have a change big guy thanks for telling me we uh we were anticipating some some interruptions because Colin is uh sing I don't want to say single parenting it that's pretty dramatic but uh, <laughs> Ca Cassie's Cassie's bringing home the bacon yeah. today so Colin's on dad duty I'm on dad duty solo yeah, solo I'm riding duty. solo riding solo it's uh it's not bad though they're doing pretty good oh, oh here's look. number two you scared the ever living <laughs> crap out of me I should have warned you I'm sorry. Daddy, see your face. yeah. What happened to your face? 
What do you mean? Oh, look, she'll be so excited. What do you mean what happened to my face? What happened to... Well, she might not be. Hi. I'm talking to Jenna. Say hi to Jenna. Oh, she's waving. Hi. There you go. See your face? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, what do you want? Man, she's listening to some banger music over oh there. God. There you go. But I want to play the game, but I, I don't want to play the game that I'm on. Oh, inside that game? Oh, my God. You know what? We've got people who are listening to this for free, and I don't think they appreciate this. What's that game? Call okay. in. <laughs> it's fine. Guys, this is a teachable there moment. There you go. Colin is giving us you have three to double tap teachable it. moments right Just now. Don't bug me again, ever. Don't bug me again. It was a teachable moment. Thank you for sharing your uh, wisdom with the with the listeners. Thank you. I, I handle that very differently because I'm being recorded. <laughs> you were, Yeah, you were like, don't be an asshole. Yeah. People I, are listening. I just, I just don't want... Uh, anyone to hear me I feel like, verbally assault I feel children. like you oh my gosh I feel like you use a very um like military style uh vocal approach <laughs> yeah. with your kids you're just like yes no do this yeah, don't do that like just like very it's very clipped it's you treat them like work a little bit uh sometimes I mean from the very small sample size I've seen you guys but uh that's only when I don't know that's only when I need them to like focus and listen right yeah i don't i don't i don't just like drill sergeant yeah like yeah I'm, i think i'm quite patient <laughs> and, and quite quite lenient on them um but when i have to be we're hard all, ass, we're I all a work in progress yeah. R- progress progress my friend i appreciate um that. so amidst us talking about uh you know children did you hear that they may have found Madeline McCann? There's possible. There's possibly a link. So this girl. Wait, I have two. Came forward on the internet. Yeah, sorry. Go. I have two. Number one, I did. I've not heard about this. Un- Confirm Madeline McCann. Yeah, and who is she? <laughs> What's okay. the story? So, so back in the early two thousands, this uh, toddler went missing while her parents. We're on vacation with her in the south of Spain. And, oh my god! Oh god! Now I now I need to look it up because it might have been Portugal, and that would be just terrible. Oh no! I, I, I'm I'm more like uh, how how terrifying that must be. Like how old was she? She was a toddler. You said mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. oh brutal. When she went missing, so their parents uh, would vacation with friends of theirs uh, frequently. And uh, at night, they had this um, sort of cycle that they abided by where every 30 or so minutes, one of the parents would go up and check on the kids in the room. So it was like being at a resort and your rooms are locked. You can only access them by key. The kids were all put in the same room together. uh, And I don't know the details, like whether they were in like play pens or not yeah um but um on this one fateful night the parents went to check and madeline was oh my god it hadn't been that long since they'd gone to check 
like max 30 minutes before and so they're trying to figure out like is she still alive yeah, like, uh there's just been this like ongoing um like if you see her please tell us but she would be like in her late teens i think she would be 19 now okay um like it's been that long Oof. and um so this young woman has come forward and said i think i might be madeline mccann because there's some things about her childhood that line up really well um she wasn't sure her parents were her actual parents she lives in poland now and um she's like there's no like baby or newborn pictures of me um there she had some links with a man who was involved in like, child trafficking rings. Oof. And so, like, how do you get it? There's a lot of things. How do you get linked? Like, yeah. that's weird. Yeah. Like, how do we know all of, how did she know all of this? Right. But I think it was her, I don't want to say being obsessed, but like really uh, trying to figure out, am I this person? Like who, who am because, I? Yeah. And then there was, um, this very specific mark like on madeline's eye it was like almost like a brown spot that was just like a natural um mark right on her on her eye um, is it the iris where you're where the color of your oh eye yeah is? yeah and so in the iris it, there's like a brown spot and then this young woman has the same brown spot in her eye or at least like looks virtually the same in pictures from the internet that i've looked at like i can't i'm not a scientist i can't say whether or not it's 100 percent accurate but um okay sorry i just pulled this up here so she madeline mccann was born 12th of may 2003 and she disappeared in 2007 from praia praia de luz portugal which is where they were um oh, last uh, where they were vacationing so yeah. she'd be 17 um, now yeah, and so uh, if you look it up online, there's all kinds of, of stories where they're like, they're, she's presumed dead. People are still treating it as a missing persons um, case yeah. because they don't have proof that she's dead. Um, and then this woman has stepped forward recently, Julia. Oh, 17. Why did this say 17? Do, 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 do. Julia Wendell. She'd be like 20 years old. Wendell? So she's tw- Wendell. Wendell? Yeah. Wendell? So her, her parents have told her her age is 21, but if she was trafficked, they could tell her her age is whatever yeah. they want it to be and it not actually be accurate. So Can they're like... in the process of doing a DNA test <clears throat> to see if she is or not. But there's no results yet, and this has been a few weeks. I don't know how long DNA t- test results take to come in, but... Um, it'll be interesting to see if she is or not because then it's like what do you do at this point she's lived her whole life with these people who she thinks are her parents her actual parents who've been heartbroken this whole time will be oh man yeah ecstatic if it is her or they just continue on the search if it's not but then if it's not who is julia wendell where did she come from uh i guess her we'll call them adoptive parents uh, have admitted that like she isn't biologically theirs 
And so now Julia's still left wondering, like, who, who are my parents, right, at the end of all this. So anyways, it's just brought in a lot of attention because she made it so public. And I guess she was posting a lot on TikTok and Instagram and things like that. And then authorities are, are saying she's trying to garner followers. She's trying to get internet clout, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Um, and if that is the case, obviously there's things at play that are causing her mental health to be in such a state that she thinks mm-hmm. this, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So regardless of what the, the outcome is, I think it's a sad situation. Yeah. I'm, but uh, yeah. And... and- Sorry, the first thing that came to my mind too is um just that continued renewal of hope for those parents that must be right. like emotionally exhausting after a while yeah do you wake up every day and wonder like today will i find her will i find out what happened or like her? when these people come forward yeah. and like oh, i think i'm her then they maybe do they get excited or do they just are they are they numb to it yeah, like, I'm I, not going to get my hopes know. up until someone tells me 100%. I'm sure you could externally express that. Be like, I won't get my hopes up. But odds are, if your child is missing, there's part of you that it wants an answer. Yeah. And would be hopeful for for that in some way. Like, I don't think you could deny yourself that. Even if you tried. Right? Yeah, I don't think you'd have any kind of control over that emotional response yeah it would just something. it would just happen mm-hmm. yeah so anyway i uh i wanted to bring that up because i i just thought that's so fascinating that they may have found her i know th- i believe and it may not be there anymore but there was at one time on netflix a uh sort of documentary um it was a few years ago now uh, that it came out and the this Madeline thing, kind of, yeah, yeah, details like the disappearance of Madeline McCann. So if anybody wants to, it, it like warning, they talk about children being abducted. So if you don't want to watch it, that's fine. But um, I just thought it was like such a compelling story. You know, you go on vacation with your friends. They're from uh, the UK. They're British and. Like, they're traveling not that far away. You think it's safe. Your room is locked. And then one of the kids disappears. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's a, like a cautionary tale, if nothing else. Like That's brutal. Like, yeah. and then you're going to be overprotective with your remaining children and, like, they, ruin yeah. their lives, too. I don't know. Yeah, your sister disappeared. This could happen to you. Hey, just give me a second. You know. One of the kids is kicking the door. I'll be right back. Oh, fine. Okay. Okay, I'm going to hold the fort while uh, Colin is away. And um, I think we can take a pivot at this point because uh, I don't think we want to be discussing. It's a sad topic, guys. Let's be real. Um, geez. Speaking of travel. Uh, recently, Sunwing acquired was acquired by WestJet. There's a merger happening. So for those of you who don't know, um, the airline, Sunwing, uh, is like well-known for vacationing and and whatnot. Um, They are 
being acquired by WestJet at the moment because they just can't support the demand. Oh, he's back. All right. Okay. I pivoted to, uh, speaking of travel, did you hear that Sunwing is being acquired by WestJet? I have heard this, yes. Yeah, I, I found that it's obviously very interesting and, uh, like, not shocking if you've traveled in Canada recently because Sunwing has just been a mess. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. but maybe they got, maybe that helped drive a, a better bargain for WestJet. Yeah, right. Like the, yeah. the the value of Sunwing probably would have gone down after all of that. I don't know. I think so. And they were. So it says uh, approves WestJet takeover of Sunwing Airlines. This is airport technology website. So I feel like that's where I don't know. It sounds like a reliable spot. Uh, they are. Uh, acquiring them with terms and conditions. So based on various factors, they're going to, like, it's in the best interest of the public for WestJet to do this because there have been so many issues. I know over the holidays it was just a mess. People traveling down south were getting uh, abandoned. They weren't, uh, suddenly their flight home was canceled and then they would get rebooked onto another flight that was, already sold out so i don't know how and why they were thinking that that was going to work yeah but, um, just getting the runaround i found this article that mess. says um this was from march 15th okay so very recent ottawa airport cuts yeah. ties with sunwing flare ground crews and saying they're uh <laughs> they're they're the service level passengers from both airlines have had to endure do not meet the customer experience threshold that Auto International Airport Authority is committed to facilitate. Which, oh, wow. Yeah, they're okay. like, yeah, get the fuck out, you useless fucks. Well, they said this, they released this new statement Wednesday, just ahead of the busy Ontario and Quebec March breaks, mm. which there's a lot of people going south mm -hmm. for, for the first time in a few years, and um, I can understand how an airport would want to want things to run smoothly and if they haven't been uh, yeah to to want to fix that flare i heard lost its lease on like multiple aircraft oh really um which is also not good because flare and sunwing are kind of the only two independent i guess porter as well they're like the independent airlines in canada yeah and or that are Canadian owned, I guess. Is is Swoop Canadian owned as well? It is, but I think it's a subsidiary of another airline. Right. Uh, and so I don't think it has the same. Oh, I thought it was a subsidiary of WestJet. It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And but I believe Flair and Sunwing were like independently. They owned. were. They're not. Prompt. Well, yeah, they're they're not uh... Canadian. Flair's Canadian. Yeah. Okay. Plain and simple. <laughs> LOL. That's their motto. Uh, yeah, so they they uh, lost the lease on a few of their aircrafts, and it's, it's oh my gosh, what a terrible time to be 
in the travel industry because like prices have just gone through the roof because there's an unbelievable demand people want to get back to traveling uh now that the world has opened up again and these big breaks and and like school breaks i should say are times when people are booking these vacations the most and yeah to lose a couple aircrafts when you know you have a lot of bookings to fulfill must be like just such a mess i think you know i think that whole problem was was really the airport's sort of fault and then the added stress the added stressor of um not necessarily now with these new ones either closing down or being acquired um, but way back during christmas when all the flights were canceled and like like we were just talking about and uh major interruption I, I think it compounded the problem and made it more visible because you know after the pandemic uh, when these businesses reopened and i think we've talked about this before too um <clears throat> they reopen at 100 percent capacity for operations but they aren't staffed to be able to manage all of that with yes with yeah. what they've got and i think the airlines were were a big big part of that group of people and then so they were already understaffed there were already issues baggage delays all kinds of stuff and uh and then you throw on this massive snowstorm that's Mm -hmm. it just the straw that broke the camel's back maybe but i i Mm -hmm. I definitely think it was a really good indicator that um the airports uh, or the travel industry had been doing it wrong yeah there like there's something amiss and almost like uh, they they lost their footing because they were out of practice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like it's a shame because there needs to be more competition, I think, in Canada with the airline industry. Um, I'm sure WestJet's super pleased because <laughs> now they're like, we can be flying to all these tropical destinations. Woo! You know, are they going to uh... that they were maybe not before? Well, I was going to ask, are they going to use uh, Sunwing planes to? backfill aircraft for domestic use or are they are they gonna expand probably yeah i could see them getting into the uh they've already got flare which goes to those places i think eh? i don't i thought flare maybe they're only domestic too yeah i um it'll be interesting to see the few articles that i've read like don't discuss what's gonna happen going forward okay with the with the company merger it's just the fact that it's being acquired um but like it would be interesting to brainstorm what they could do and i'm sure there's a lot of heads of departments doing that within westjet right now where they're like whoa this could be great um if it means like better travel at better prices then to me same same because that was what sunwing was known for was like discounted vacations because you could buy a whole package with them right Mm -hmm. and they would take care of your travel and your transportation and your uh your like where you were staying your lodging i guess and uh yeah all-inclusive packages they had that um their thing was like champagne flights and so any flight that you were on Sunwing, you could get, like, champagne for free, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, 
it worked at the beginning because there wasn't anyone else really offering that. I remember Porter at one time had free, maybe they still do, free drinks. Like uh, I thought that was including a... alcoholic beverages, but I don't know if they do that anymore. You probably can't afford. Oh, I see. Yeah. to do that. So. Oh, because I was, uh, yeah, that makes more sense. I, in my mind, I was thinking on my transatlantic flights for my trip to, to Latvia and Germany. Um, right. There was um, drinks. free drinks. But those are those are big, big airlines, and they were mm-hmm. running these routes all the time. So I, I see what you're saying now, that if they did, it would be um, mm-hmm. it would be different for sure. In their, in their detriment. Uh, yeah, update us. Where have you... You were traveling for work. Uh, tell us about... Haven't we already done an episode since I got back? I don't... No, I don't think so. Maybe? Well, I thought we did. I'm going to look up the dates. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I feel like we already have talked you, about this. You have been to Latvia in the past. Yes. Our our last episode was February 24th. No, it wasn't, was it? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is why people have been screaming at us. Holy smokes. Yeah, the the trip was great. I uh, went to Latvia for three days, went to Germany for for three days. Um, I rented a car in Germany and got to go see my uncle and my cousin, which was awesome. And then you said you drove the autobahn. Drove the autobahn very, in a very small very car, fast. Yeah. Uh, which was awesome. And uh, yeah, it, our flight was canceled on the Saturday, so we stayed. I ended up flying back on Monday morning, so a few extra days. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, cheap, delicious beer and reasonable company, all things considered. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a really good trip. <laughs> nice. We got to uh, go see where the Leopard Two tank is made, which was really really neat. Like the factory mm-hmm. where they yep. made. Whoa. We were in uh, the the factory that we were at. Uh, they don't make like the armor plates and, and stuff like that, or the assembly, but they do the retrofitting of all the in-service tanks. So countries okay. will send their tanks back to get whatever upgrades, and then they get okay. sent back. So we were looking at a bunch of those and all the different equipment that they offer. And uh, nice. as an armor guy, that was pretty interesting. Um, but in general, it was incredibly interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's long and short of it. Cool. Yeah, good trip. Was it? It was fairly short notice, right? No. You were kind of like. Mm. No? Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're right. The um, the trip was in the books always for that week. Um, what changed was yeah. instead of going to Gagetown, we we went to Europe. So. We couldn't travel Monday to Friday. Kind of a, yeah, kind of a big deal. Well, <laughs> they told us before Christmas, and then after Christmas, they're like, "Oh, good news, guys! We're going to Latvia," and we're all like, "Ooh, um, yeah!" Because it means we lost both of our weekends, and this course takes a lot of our time, and people weren't happy that it was taking more, more of the time. Yeah, I see. Yes, the things you can't control about your job, hey. Yeah, it's uh, it's true. It, you can't control it, and it is what it is, kind of thing. So you try not to get too too upset. But I was a, I was a little annoyed at first with having to go. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, an interesting perspective because 
from the outside looking in, you're like, you've got a free trip Sorry. to Latvia. No, and I should say, I was I was annoyed at the delay that cost us more time. Um, oh, I think nice. I think everyone was was pretty well okay with getting a free trip to, especially before Christmas. It was only Latvia, and then after Christmas, it became Latvia and Germany. So mm-hmm. we uh, we we liked it the better. Expansion. Yeah, it was it was good. Uh, do you feel like you learned? Like, were you was it beneficial? Um, yeah. Your it's, it's hard because it's like Colin. It, it it's yes <laughs> it's difficult only because the uh <clears throat> there's certain aspects of the trip that i don't like and it doesn't matter where we're going um when your time is not your own it becomes uh aggressively annoying after a while um okay. but if you if you're good at putting that kind of stuff away uh it was a good trip and it was worth it um i think the opportunity for us to to go away somewhere where you know we got to really spend a lot of time together as a crew was, was beneficial from a social point of view. Um, nice. I, I think from a course or a professional development point of view, it was not required to go. I think we we could have benefited from you know a teleconference or a customized video or whatever um, that any of these companies that we visited could have produced. Um, Mm-hmm. Being there was ultimately much, much better than doing it over the internet. But mm-hmm. uh, I think, I think that was probably the most upsetting. Is once it got annoying for people to be losing time with their family or their friends, or you know, changes their weekends or their plans, and it's just uh, another example of how we've lost our own personal time on this course. It. Uh, I see. It it, uh, it annoys some the people. The loss of control. But, um, yeah. I, I think overall, looking back now that there's some some space between us, uh, and and the actual trip. Sorry, you said that, and all I thought was the space. Space between, between those <laughs> drives. Um, yeah, I think people are okay with it in hindsight now. Mm-hmm. Now that the the initial annoyance of the the pain. Mm-hmm, and it's such a like I hate saying it, but because like it sounds like oh, Walker gets a free trip to Europe and he's still complaining about it. Um, but I mean, you're you're uh, just because I you're mentioning the the difficult parts doesn't mean that the whole time. That's a really really good point yeah. too. Like there there were some annoyances, but um, overall it was a fantastic trip. Like the hotel staff yeah. were awesome. Um, they kept the bar open late for us when people didn't want to go out. Uh, we got to ride around on those electric scooters, which was incredible. Danger. Danger. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it was a good trip. There, there were good good memories. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I think that's the value of it. Nice. And I mean, in a way, maybe it's a bit of like team bonding experience when you guys do these sort of things. That's a big benefit. Um, yeah that you you wouldn't maybe get from a teleconference or something like that yes that's true yeah this this gotta take the good yo i'm terrible at uh like practicing what i preach so. <laughs> oh yeah it's easier to say than it is than it is to do yeah absolutely so speaking of being away and uh on on vacations and things like that um your lovely wife had suggested uh a podcast topic for us and thought this would be apropos 
to bring up. Appropriate. Um, Yes, uh, tipping culture, mm. how it has changed. Did you notice while you were away that it was, is it different there? Is it different here? And uh, I know that things have changed here like aggressively, but we can discuss that more. What was it like being away? So in, in Latvia, I don't think people tip. Um, okay, uh, not common. Not common. I took a 20 euro taxi ride uh, from the airport to the hotel in Latvia and I tipped him five euro. And he was like, oh, thank you. Oh, oh. He was like, the people don't tip there. It, it made me feel like, or, or, and a little less likely, but still plausible. Uh, people just don't like him, so they don't tip him. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so from my, my sample size of one, those are the two options. Mm-hmm. Um, Germany, uh, they, I think, because we were in Munich, it's a bigger city. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it probably attracts more tourists than some other parts. Uh Definitely got the impression that they're okay with tips. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know about autographs or anything like that, but yeah, they, 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 they seem to knew it. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Was it uh, when you were, were you ever paying on a machine or were you just doling out cash everywhere? Uh, both. Okay. And was it an, a prompt option on the machine? Yes. And what were your options? Uh, no, or tip amount, tip percent, uh, or no tip. Or, I see. or the other one okay. I see, like that's the option for you to input yourself. The other one is yeah. when it, it does it for you where it's like 15, 18 or 20% and you just yes, select yeah. which one you want to do. I've seen, I've I seen see. both of those in, in Europe. And was 15, 18, 20 kind of like your yeah. standard? I, I, I don't think I ever, I've ever seen 10, 15, 20, for example, or if I did, it was a, a long right. time ago. Yeah. I was, uh, I think, um, Cassie had mentioned this because it has changed quite a lot and it's gone up quite a bit. And it's, uh, I heard that the expected tip from wait staff now is 20%. That's what I've heard. So if, if you like this, that's kind of like your standard. If you're not so satisfied, then you'd go 15, which I would say was the standard of tipping mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe five years ago. Maybe I'm like, outdated with this but like definitely 10 maybe around five is when the switch happened and then 20 is now our standard and then some people if you feel like you've had a great experience you could tip 30 plus right and 30 sounds i mean on, on a bill for two people to go out for dinner on average now i think it's fair to say that that's like a hundred dollars minimum yeah um if you're spending less than that, then that's great. But I think that that's kind of average. Uh, yeah. And and I don't know if that, depending on the place, that could be with drinks or without drinks. But like two thirty to forty dollar meals, water if you get an appetizer or something or dessert or a drink, yeah. then you're looking about that. Anyways, and so thirty percent is like pretty significant. So I think you would want to be getting quite good service but um 20 still to me seems kind of like a lot because like even 25 percent that's 25 dollars on 100 mm-hmm. uh, easy math uh but like is that too much I think... like is is that person getting that 25 dollars is it being spread out to to all the wait staff are people in the back getting that like the people who clean the dishes and and the chef and the the 
the the party, the gaggle of of sous chefs back there uh, that some restaurants have. Uh, yeah, who's getting all this? Uh, well, yeah, that's a good question. Each place that does tips um, mm-hmm. has a different way of tipping out. <laughs> your camera froze and your eyes were like, it was funny. Um, <laughs> so, Looking real. yeah, sometimes they pool tips and then they tip out to the kitchen and the and the and the, the weights or the the bus boys and stuff. Uh, sometimes I don't, I don't know if I, if they do it's like you know you keep your own tips, um, but I've never been a wait staff so I'm not sure. Um, okay. What I before I go on with that one, I just want to say I hate when I go to a place like uh, McDonald's. I've actually I've never seen this in a McDonald's, but like a counter place where I go in and I've picked it mm-hmm. up like a pizza place like whatever and then they they put a tip option there i'm like please don't don't make me feel bad about not tipping you because you work at domino's and you're getting paid like your your salary isn't based off of tips of tips yeah Uh, because there's no i don't want to say there's no service involved that's not necessarily true but the service is not the same as no exactly everyone's coming to you everyone's like uh, everything two feet around them they don't have to move. Yeah, um, they'll all disagree yeah. with me, but that means you're not manning your stations properly because you're running around doing yeah. other people's stuff. But and or <clears throat> you know the delivery person brings it to you, but then I find that depending if you're using like a third party delivery service like Uber or something like that, that tip is going, I think, directly to said driver. Yeah, but if it's the delivery person from Domino's. Um, is that going back then to the kitchen? Does it matter? Like, do you want the tip only to go to the driver because they're the one driving? Because they made the effort to come to you? Like, is that... In in my mind, the only person that should get tipped is the driver. Um, Mm -hmm. If... So, like, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Skip the Dishes, whatever it is, driver. If the Mm -hmm. Domino's delivery person, like, the people that are at the shop don't deserve a tip. They're doing their jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy Mm -hmm. is, you know... He's using his own car. Um, I'm sure, I don't know if he's getting paid for gas or not, or she. Uh, I don't know if they're getting yeah. paid for gas or not. Um, and then it's, you know, general wear and tear and stuff. Plus, they're driving. It's not exactly yeah. the safest form of transportation. So, yeah, give the person a tip. And they're trying to get their hot, hot pizza, for example, yeah. to you. Like, they're bringing it to Still you. Hot. Don't Don't be a lazy fuck if you're not going to tip. Just tip <laughs> yeah. people. They're bringing you your supper. Just tip them. Yeah. It's just the nicest I think thing. People get mad because they're like, I'm paying a delivery fee and then I'm tipping you still. And it's like, well, that delivery fee is for the business, I think. If it's their vehicles, like Domino's, a lot of the, those delivery places have their own vehicles, right? Yeah. So the delivery uh, fee is with their nice little sign on the top. No, those are those are like the driver's cars. They own those vehicles? Yeah. They're like a... And they put a light on top? Yeah, they put... It's like a magnet or it can be strapped down or whatever. Like, Damn. Or like those 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 slap magnet stickers on the side of the door. Right. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just assumed that they were using like a company vehicle. As far as like tip percentage goes, um, mm-hmm. I think it's really... It really depends on your location. There's some spots mm-hmm. where you could spend $100 on food, but you're getting shitty diner service. Um, mm-hmm. or like it's dead and they're barely checking in on you. Um, I'm not giving you $30 for that. I'll, I'll give you mm-hmm. five or 10 bucks because yeah. that's probably because much. Because you were 
serving. Yeah. Yeah, and and because like out of out of what's uh, out of uh, not pity, not but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> I love our choice yeah, of words. Pity, it's not pity. Respect. It's like <laughs> you you did bring me food. You did do your job, yeah. kind of thing. But so I'll, I'll give the, you something. The base demands of of your job yeah mm -hmm. we're fulfilled if you're in like a a nicer restaurant uh or like a bigger city where it's it's much more expected um mm -hmm. i will i will tip appropriately but i'm mm -hmm. very very picky about the service interesting like i i don't want do to spend think most people are like do you think most people have are just like throwing 20 percent tips because <clears throat> that's the expected amount or do you think people are being quite picky and choosy about how they're tipping i i don't know i i don't know i haven't seen other people put tip it out their, there yeah how do you guys tip let i this is actually really interesting because like I, i'm not saying that i deserve to be weighted on hand and foot but if i'm at a nice mm -hmm. spot and i'm gonna dish out a couple of bills for a nice meal um, yeah. I better be getting my steak cooked the way I want it, uh, and you better be yeah. like super nice to me and like friendly. <laughs> and, and to be quite honest, I've, I've I've very rarely been in a place where that wasn't the case. Um, mm -hmm. Anytime I go to a nicer spot like that, you're getting the service generally um, that you're you expect, and for that, mm -hmm. I think they deserve the tip. Because I mean, we've all dealt with people, and people drive you up the wall. And you go to these yeah. these smaller joints where you don't tip percentage wise or or as much. It's because you know if you talk back or if you say something like or whatever, they're just gonna snap back at you and walk away, kind of thing. Um, right. Anyway, yeah. yeah. But if if you guys have different expectations or different tip tip policies, let us know. This is pretty interesting. Yeah, I I think I'll uh, I I just made a note for myself to. Put on a poll on our Instagram mm, mm -hmm. when this episode comes out, and and I'll try and have that rolling for a couple days because I'd love to get feedback from everybody. Um, yeah, smart. And, and just then we can talk about it next time and just see what the consensus is. I feel like uh, Cassie did bring this up, and I have a feeling that she also has has thoughts that I would love to hear on on the subject, especially because she has been. A waitress in the mm -hmm. past and so she has like insider perspective on this yeah she knows she knows all about it yeah dude she knows that world <clears throat> what what uh what else is on your huge list oh dude so many things uh i'm trying to kind of stay on somewhat of a like, similar tangent like a so I'm just going to scroll through quickly here. Okay, I have to look up this word because <laughs> I wrote it down and I was like, this will be so good to talk about. And now I don't remember what the word means. That's really funny, by the way. I know. This is my this is my brain, guys. I've really leaned into uh, how easy it is for me to forget things lately. Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. That might be the the weed. They oh. call them burnouts for a reason, bro. No. Yeah, that burns your brain cells. No. 
No. No way. Are you sure? Are you no sure? way. <laughs> Um, okay, this this is interesting. I'm I'm also... I'm blaming that on ADD, just for the record. Yeah, do please do. Sorry, I just had my mom here for uh, three days, and that must have been. Uh, I'm ADHD. <laughs> yeah, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Um. So this word, this, this word, I am certain I am not. Uh, pronouncing it correctly, but uh, I'm gonna do my best. Microchimerism. Chimerism. Chimerism. If I'm, if I'm. Microchimerism. If I'm thinking of, if I'm spelling it in my head, the way I think it is. Okay, so pff, this is so interesting. Wait, and it, s- it's, cells from another person? Yes. Okay, it's micro. I would suggest it's microchimerism. Uh, that's microchimerism. Okay, so this is something that came up because, uh, like, on, on, so it was a TikTok, and this woman was talking. I, I'm not sure if it was a radio show or podcast, but they were talking on microphones together and recording, and uh, the guest was talking about microchimerism, and. Uh, to the host of the podcast because she had just experienced, unfortunately, a miscarriage. And she was talking about how science has now proven through my, through this that the cells of that pregnancy will stay in a woman's body for decades or more. I guess that makes so sense. when they say... Yeah, when they say, like, the DNA, the way she explained it to, like, dumb it down for people like myself, is that those cells are dissolve into your DNA, and then they become part of you. Oof. And I, the reason I wanted to bring it up on the podcast is because, like, we've talked about this in the past, like, experiencing loss and feeling like they were part of you or your family for a short amount of time and there's a lot of talk about like is a miscarriage at four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks valid and and there's a lot of conversation about that and so this woman was talking about it on the podcast and then the host started to cry and she's like you're describing something that I felt she's like I felt it in my heart and I didn't want to believe it because she's like it's a feeling it's not something that i could prove necessarily was real and so i think she was trying to kind of like talk herself out of how she was feeling oh i heard a, I heard a you heard that too eh? get over here olivia she's like get over here hi what are you doing okay oh that give it to me your zipper broke okay i'll i will try to fix this after quiet playtime okay Your sleeping bag? No. Oh. It was from my rainbow bag. The Barbie bag? The princess bag? The big rainbow. Oh, big you're, uh, where you put all your stuffies? Okay, I'll fix it later, okay? You go I for court. Cord- it off. Yeah, no, that's why it's in my hand. I get that. But can you go back upstairs, please? I am crossing my foot. Yeah, I see that. 
her footsie. Don't come downstairs again. <laughs> you know that's just gonna invite her to come downstairs again. I don't know. I feel like so. So so the the host was just like so. I don't want to say so happy, but like you could see that there was part of her that was like feeling all the feelings validated and i just thought that that was yeah exactly and and i think for anyone who has experienced this like this is a real thing that they have now proven in science that that person or that to be person does stay with you and so it's i think normal to say that it does deeply affect you and it can deeply affect you for a long time because you don't lose they're not lost. Yeah. Right? That's, they're always there with you. Yeah. That's, that's so powerful. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, I mean, I can't imagine the sense of relief that she must've felt when this, this concept that she probably had a very difficult time putting to words actually has a very yes. simple explanation. Um, yes. Yeah. But what a relief that must've been. I couldn't imagine. Oh my God. Yeah. And so for anyone listening who may have, or know someone who's experiencing this, like, I think this is kind of a silver lining fact to share with someone and not that people need facts when they're going through a loss, but I think that this would help them feel, like you said, validated in the experience. Yeah, if if they were feeling like, because I'm sure maybe some people, the way they process stuff, it's like, I'm not like I'm, it's, I'm moving on kind of thing. But I'm right. this yeah. the way you described this other lady. It sounded much more like she could she could she had a hard time letting go or or go or like yeah. she felt something different about herself and she didn't know how to explain it. And then yeah, by some yeah. form of logic, she she came to that conclusion. And that must have sounded like she was going insane, or people were like, "You need to let go." Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and then and and that's such a hurtful thing to say to somebody who's grieving because you don't know everybody's grief journey is a hundred percent. And so and yeah. and I don't think letting go is the right term um, because sure. I don't think you ever really let go, um, mm-hmm. but you make your peace with it. You do. Mm-hmm. You do. You learn to live with. Yeah, you acknowledge it, but yeah. I don't think letting go is the answer. It's just like you know, eventually you're going to be. At a point where the pain doesn't hurt as much and it just progressively gets better. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's something else. Can't remember. That was a that was a really good topic, though. Micro kind. Oh yeah, to, I'm have a hard to, time to, that word to to spread the word. I'll tell you why I I, I know. Um, there's two reasons why I know that word, but uh, okay. Yeah, as a silver lining, I, I don't think uh, this would be a, a thing to bring up until. The individual you want to talk to about this has already reached that point where they're they're yeah. they are have made their peace with it kind of thing. Um yeah. and the and the last this isn't something that you say fresh. No, and, and don't ever start just with learning. Yeah. at least because that's that's mm-hmm. it just marginalizes the whole experience for the individual. Yeah. It's diminishes. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so bad. Um yeah, at least it's not this or at least it's not whatever. At least or, at least there's gonna yeah. be some cells stuck with you for the rest of your life and then they're just going to cry so much worse. Oh my God. They'll be like, oh, now I'm never going to get through this. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Good. Excellent (laughs) point to bring up. Yeah. Um, For those like me who are a bit socially inept. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, maybe uh, a, a tip would be like, you know what I was thinking about the other day that just made me smile a little bit? 
I read about this thing called microchimerism. And you know what it means? They're never gone. And then it's like, oh, it, at least you're just trying to communicate an interesting fact. And it's up to the individual mm-hmm. to interpret that as support or something that they want to take on their journey to recovery mm-hmm. with them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it like that because that's uh, that's not my, my manner. But Colin was just whistling with his nose. <clears throat> um, so... <laughs> Moving. Sorry. So, why do you know this word? Moving right along. Um, so, <laughs> so I know the chimera as a a mythical creature. Wait, what? Yeah, it's uh, according to Greek mythology. Chimera. Yeah, spelled the exact same spelled way. Spelled almost the same. Yeah. Okay. It could sometimes it's a e r a, but c h i m e r a. It's a. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's a there's a lovely a lovely photos in mythology of this. Mm-hmm. It's like a, okay. Tell us. I, I only know the name from. I don't know much about it after that. I just I've heard it before. I don't know if I've read it or seen it somewhere. But um, and then the other reason is uh, <clears throat> in the video game that I play, Call of Duty, there are COD, COD playing COD, dropping in. Yeah. Into into Al Mazra, and we're gonna fucking clean the streets. And you're you go and you find weapons all over the ground. You find cash and armor and stuff. And each of the weapons has uh, a, a few pre-built packages where they've selected the components that they're gonna go on the weapon, and it determines the performance of the weapon. One of those blueprints is called the Chimera. So. Um, Yes, mythology and video games. What a what a cool guy. What a what a what a meshing of of two. Yeah, it's like game. two nerds collide. It's double meaning. Yeah. Stand back, ladies. Stand back. <laughs> um, I'm just I'm I'm looking at the picture. So it's a lion depicted with a goat's head on its back, and sometimes the lion has a snake. Tail, yes the head of the snake being at the end of the tail yeah um very interesting and people think drugs are new <laughs> oh yeah you, you had to be high as in, in greek you, you had to be high as fuck to come up with stuff like that Hmm. i mean <laughs> it's the kind of stuff you see in your nightmares no like and like truly good stuff too not like <laughs> weed or even yeah it's got to be the real the real powerful stuff to me that's like that's a trio of of very strange creatures to be combining together oh in some of these pictures they are they are uh fire breathing all three creatures are fire breathing oh my god that's a lot no thanks yeah at first when you started saying for me it looks like a combination of three and then i thought you're gonna compare like create a like a a trifecta drug to describe what you'd have to be on to come up with right man i I was i was still on the drug train (laughs) i'm not i i'm not so well versed but interestingly enough i heard that uh so in vancouver they've legalized like almost everything is that correct fentanyl and yeah everything's been decriminalized i think maybe decriminalized okay so that's the word if, if that's what um, they did decriminalizing all drugs i'm looking this up 
Um, I saw uh, on a Reddit post somebody had like a sign outside of what looked like a weed shop, but it was like all the drugs. It was like mushrooms, like LSD, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, to walk by a store and have that just like readily available blows my mind. But I don't know if that's legal. Oh, I see. To decriminalize is not to allow the sale of. Yeah, it doesn't make right? it legal. It just means yeah. it's not illegal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. So very interesting. But they're not the first they place. Have, yeah. Was it the Philippines or Venezuela? Um, basically, oh, like legalized or decriminalized all drugs. Interesting. Where are drugs decriminalized? That's going to be a really interesting Google search on your history, no? Okay, countries that have decriminalized drug use. Oh, my goodness. Is there a long list? It's pretty big. Um, Antigua and Barbuda, Argentina, Armenia. You folks, I'm going to say this slow so you can write them all down. Australians... (laughs) So there's South Australia, like a few a few of the Australian states, but not the whole country. Uh, Belize, okay. Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica. A lot of South American. <clears throat> yeah, that's a lot of South uh, and Central American. Uh, Croatia, Czech Republic, Estonia, Germany. Mm, I'm not sure about that one. Those Germans. Uh, Italy, Jamaica, Mexico, Netherlands, Paraguay, Peru. Poland, Portugal. Netherlands, yeah. Netherlands has decriminalized a bunch of stuff. South Africa, like, yeah. Spain, Switzerland, and then a bunch of states in the U.S., Uruguay, and Virgin Islands. Okay. I don't know if this means, okay, some form of decriminalization. So all like of those countries, yeah, have things that are decriminalized. Okay. And you'll notice Canada is not on the list because it's not been decriminalized, but it's been legalized. Interesting. Because I was like... Uh, how old is that list? What's the date on that? Good question. This is Citywide Drug Crisis Campaign website. Um, and this was uh, last updated... I don't know if that was the copyright. What the fuck was this? Hmm, I don't know how to... This one's not not showing an update. Or, or, or a, a, a publishing date. Okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I wonder, like, this happened very recently. Like, I'm pretty sure it was January 2023 that the decriminalization in uh, BC. Yes, uh, I, I feel the same way. Happened. Yeah. So, so it, it if that list is obviously written before, then the the, the information would be up to date. Um, but in so to tie into that a little bit. Um, There has been controversy surrounding medically assisted dying in the world. Mm-hmm. And then specifically in Canada, because we have opened up sort of the window to what qualify, who and what qualifies for medi- medically assisted. Am I saying this right? Medi- medically assisted death. Um, um, is this the same? They call it MAID. Medical assistance in dying. Made. Oh. Uh, is this the same as? As like. 
assisted suicide is the is yes. the term that I've yeah. heard. But yeah. that's obviously so, a very old term. That's when we were growing up, I guess. Yeah, I think they're trying to like they want to deem this the new term for it because it's just a little you don't know the various circumstances of of what's going on in this person's situation but they're saying that big issue now is people are doing this for all kinds of reasons that are like not medical uh so people who have like in serious debt who can't get out of debt are doing this um people who are um just like in bad uh situations in their lives uh for various reasons like the the they're saying it's the best system around because it's like very compassionate but there's another side to it that is maybe not being addressed and that is it where it's like these people don't have to die to solve these problems like why why are we not trying to help them in different ways why is this being the route like why are people taking this route specifically why don't they think that it's that that is actually solution mind-boggling like holy smokes people are that yeah holy moly i could not imagine yeah and i mean there's a lot of people who are using it for i don't want to say the right reasons but if if you are stage four cancer you're given a diagnosis and you don't want to go through the suffering this is where i think made is i don't want to say beneficial that sounds like awful but um would be something that you would maybe want to consider so that you can uh there there's an aspect of like maybe control over the situation Mm. and then maybe just a bit of self-preservation you know you don't want the end of your life to look in in despair Mm -hmm. perhaps from the outside and i don't think it matters what it looks like from the outside per se but maybe these people who are choosing that route uh you know they have their reasons and uh i found i found an article with two examples here go ahead yeah yeah uh so this is from the toronto star um Mm -hmm. in february or october 2022 uh so this so in february uh, a 51 year old ontario woman chose to die because she couldn't find affordable housing that wouldn't aggravate her chemical sensitivities and then there was reports of a 65-year-old man from Global News. Uh, he's named, but I won't, I won't name his name here. Uh, who's considering medical assistance and dying because he's fallen into poverty and doesn't see another solution. Oh, my God. Is, like, to me, this is, like, so tragic. We live in such a really a so, like, compared to a lot of other countries, we have so many social programs that are meant to support people and uh, help them through these issues that it just blows my mind that yeah this article finishes this is yeah sorry i i agree with you and 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 it's to your point we should not have a system that kills people because they're desperate or disposable or too costly to be kept alive like yes that that underscores it perfectly yeah it's wild and 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 to your other point i absolutely agree i couldn't imagine hurting that much Mm-hmm. Good Lord. 
Yeah. I, and this is a fictitious example, but watching Grace and Frankie, spoiler alert, <laughs> it's, it's in the first or second season. Um, one of their friends is given a ca- cancer diagnosis and she knows she's going to die. She's not going to, or it's like her second time. She's like, I'm not going through fucking chemo again. Like I'm having a death party. So she has a death, a party and all her friends come over and say goodbye. And then at the end of the party, uh, this is the part she doesn't announce to her guests, but like literally goes into another room and overdoses because she was like, I don't want to do this. And so for those kind of situations, I feel like medical assistance in dying is a, a preferred option, I would say. But like if you're in debt and you feel like there's no way out or you can't find housing, like why is this even this shouldn't be okay well and i think should we not be directing people elsewhere man that's a what a what a topic too um yeah like the idea of of you know having this you know terrible cancer journey and just you know comes back and you're like you know what i think that is far more appropriate and probably closer to the uh, spirit of the intent behind this this mechanism um yeah where it where it stems from yeah yeah and then the the other thing is um oh my god what did you just say i blanked out focusing so much on the uh (laughs) the 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 people who are choosing oh no to do this yeah sorry so no other, yeah. the societal issue of of you know homelessness and lack of affordable housing and the cost of groceries and yeah I mean I I disagree probably with that as a course of action from an individual level that said mm-hmm. no idea what it feels like to be there um, mm-hmm. but I really would have preferred a system where uh services that were meaningful and valuable were available to people um i don't know what uh, a chemical sensitivity is and why that would impact your ability to to move somewhere i feel like um that sounds suspicious to me i'd want to know more information before i came to a solid conclusion on that um sure yeah but uh some of these some of these examples are real examples um mm-hmm. and and there are real situations and and we were in uh where were we uh, in a city even in kingston here i was driving the other day and there's so many little homeless nests built all over the place and it's raining and it's windy and it's cold and, and we're not even an issue have you heard about the la like tunnel people i've heard of yeah the the homelessness issue in la it's like driven a lot of people out of i guess the city because of it or and like, especially like away from those areas because it's become so um so dire yeah oh you want to say hi to jenna he's back daddy what's up my iPad died. okay go get me mommy's bring that upstairs plug it in eh? yeah. um you know he's he's just being shy he's focused um yeah he's cute i don't even he distracted me i can't Oh no! It was the, the yeah. There was, they were robbing uh, trains and stuff, like all the like shipments of stuff coming in for distribution <sighs> centers and stuff. They were robbing trains, and there's like 
cities worth of people living under the, in, in these tunnels. It sounds like mole people, but they're they're concrete, like aqueduct, like city drainage tunnels and stuff like that. Um, so not in the subway system? No, no, I don't think so. I, I, I'm not sure. Wow. But to suggest that that's the size of the problem in some areas, it's it's sad that we're not able to yeah. take care of ourselves. Yeah, I mean, the the U.S. is a bit more of like a uh, take care of yourself right. mentality. That's fair. Fend, fend for yourself. We have a lot of, especially like our healthcare system is very uh, socially funded. And we have a lot of resources that they don't have in those ways. Even like mental health resources like there's facilities all over the country where people can go and get help there's halfway houses um i'm sure they're not called that anymore i probably should, should update my terminology on that but like uh, yeah where you can go live with like-minded people uh and be you know cared for you receive subsidies so you're getting a bit of an income to support yourself those kinds of things can gain a little bit of independence and not feel like your only choice is to not be alive anymore. I don't know. That just breaks my heart. Yeah. I, um, I couldn't imagine it's, uh, I feel like it would be the most uncomfortable yeah, feeling in the world. Prepared. You have to say hi to Jenna though. Even a wave will do. Do you want to do peace? Do you want to do this? Give her a thumbs up. Do something. Acknowledge her. Save it. Do this. Nothing. Here, buddy. He's so shy. With... It's over here. Oh, oh, I see a thumb. It's over here, William. I see a thumb. William, over here. <laughs> He's like, okay, bye. Peace. Bye. <laughs> He's ignoring everyone. That's okay. He, uh, yeah. He's a funny kid. They're, yeah, they're both Very hilarious. introverted. Super introverted. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're like concentrated versions of ourselves concentrated like he's super inverted just like cassie's invert introverted did i say inverted yeah um he's i i sometimes i invert him when he's pissing me i was inverted yeah anyway yeah and olivia is so obnoxious all the time Mm -hmm. which i think comes from cassie's we haven't decided yet jokes everyone jokes i know it's me i don't want you coming at me with comments and texts that are going to be misread and cause me a whole day's worth of sorrow. Yeah. We're going to go on the support Colin wagon. <laughs> Let's get him out of this rut. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, so I don't, I mean, I, I don't necessarily want to end the show on that sad note, but... um like, wh- How about a positive note? Hey, guys, if we- you're out there struggling... Get the help you need. And if you can't find the resources, call one of us and we'll help you find them for you. There you go. That's a positive note. We will help you. I love it. Yeah. Okay. All right, now. Yes. Don't forget to tell us about your tip culture. Assuming if you're... Yes, tip culture. I will be putting a poll. And if you miss the poll, you can still message us or email us. Uh, All the links are in the description. We will see you in another four weeks. Excellent. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Toodles.